You are listening to episode 95 of the Playing Full Out podcast with Rita Hyland. Hello, I'm Rita Hyland, and you're about to discover what it means to position your business, career, and life to play full out. This show explores the way leaders just like you embrace and achieve their ambition without working harder or grinding it out any longer. So if you want to take your life, business, or career to a playing full out status and do so while being the happiest high performer in the room, then hang with me because this show shares everything you need to know using the best of neuroscience, transformational psychology, and a bit of spiritual wisdom to help you change fast, even when it's uncomfortable or scary, or you failed to do so in the past. All this so that you can enjoy more freedom and prosperity in your business and life. I'm happy you're here. Hey there, friends. I just returned from a short and sweet vacation to the ocean in sunny Florida. Oh, the ocean is so restorative. The beach and my family, I'm the first to be on it and the last one to leave. The sound of the waves crashing, they just do something. They they quiet all the internal and external noise. And I love and have always challenged myself to maintain that same level of inner peace that I garner while I'm down on vacation and bring it back to my daily life. I may not be able to sit on the beach every day, but what I want is that feeling of trust and contentment and freedom that I experience. And through the years, I have gotten better at keeping the noise and the stress at bay, but it didn't just happen. It didn't just come. It came as a result of me using an approach to addressing the real root cause of the stress that I feel in a moment. I learned to address the stress head on and to go under its surface so that it doesn't run my life. So can you imagine if waking up or starting your day without stress or anxiety? Can you imagine feeling safe and content and seen and and supported and trusting throughout your days, regardless of what happens or how another person speaks or behaves? For too many people, this is considered to be a state that is only experienced in vacation or during time off. Certainly, it's not in day-to-day life or business. This month is National Stress Awareness Month. And according to the American Institute of Stress, the numbers show the prevalence and the havoc that stress wreaks in our body, in our work, in our life. Now, by the numbers, here are a few of them. About 33% of people report feeling extreme stress. 77% of people experience stress that affects their physical health. And 73% of people have stress that impacts their mental health. Now, these numbers suggest that three out of four of us are dealing and experiencing stress that negatively impacts our life. Whether you're a leader or an individual who is experiencing stress in your world, you also know that you have employees and others that you serve, no matter what, you're, we're all dealing with and in a need to address the real root cause of stress, which is doing so much foul and havoc to these different categories of our life. The biggest to me is that stress prevents you from being at your best personally and professionally, and it keeps you from bringing your most important work, your life-changing work, to the next level. And if you're someone who thinks that stress is just something that comes with the territory, maybe you've been known 
to say that business is stressful, life is stressful, and you consider that the status quo, or maybe it's just stress is an acquaintance of yours for as long as you can remember. It's it's what you think is your edge, or it's just what you know. I want you to know that it doesn't have to be the case. That's why in today's episode, I thought I'd provide a different conversation from the normal one, the one about stress that's often had, which is addressing the symptoms or managing the external factors that we believe cause stress, like our time management or dealing with difficult people. Instead, I'm going to share with you how to address the real root cause of our stress so that we can transform it. Yes, we can manage symptoms, but that is not sustainable and it won't have you maintaining your vacation zen anytime soon. The analogy I like to make is that you can remove the top of the wart, but if you don't get the root of the wart out, it's coming back. It goes wherever you go. Stress is just like that. It's going to come back if you aren't addressing the source. For too long, I tried to control circumstances in order to be content or calm. I thought that if I could manage all the things that would trigger me, then I wouldn't be triggered. But here's the thing. Life happens. Business does get done or it doesn't. Kids get sick. Someone doesn't move as fast as you want at work or on the highway. We get triggered, which is our stress response. We can't control those things. I see a lot of people in trying to control more and more to keep stress at bay. And unfortunately, that's like trying to control the ocean, you know, trying to control the external world is like trying to control the ocean. It's just absolutely impossible. But what if instead of being focused on controlling the external world, we knew how to self-regulate and address the internal root cause and the moments when stress strikes? It's not only possible to do it, it is actually the surest way I have found to enjoy the peace and the energy and the freedom that we're here to enjoy every day, not just when we're on vacation. So today I'm going to give you two concrete ways to immediately self-regulate the instant that you feel stress strike. And I'm going to give you one that I specifically can't live without. And then most importantly, I'm going to show you a line of inquiry or process to getting at the root of your stress so it doesn't continue to be a pattern in your life that you're continually triggered by the same things, but blaming external people or situations for being at cause. I learned long ago that no amount of fresh air or exercise or meditation is going to address or extract the emotional upheaval that stress causes. And I know that there is an argument out there that stress can be good for peak performance. And there that is absolutely possible. I was just exercising to improve my strength. And that means that I'm putting stress on my body to become stronger. There are examples of that. That's good stress. And it is not the one that I'm talking about today. I'm talking about the stress, which when it becomes repeated, it becomes chronic to the nervous system. What made this simple for me years ago is to understand that on a daily basis, we are in either one of two states physiologically. We're either in a parasympathetic state or a sympathetic state. We are operating from one of these two nervous systems. And which one we operate from really matters. Let me tell you why. When we're living in our parasympathetic state, we have good digestion. We have a relaxed body. 
We have minimal tension. This is when our energy is conserved and we're relaxed. Our heart rate slows down. Our digestive and respiratory nervous systems are working properly. Now, the opposite of the parasympathetic state is the sympathetic state. And it's in this state where our digestive system slows down, our respiratory and other energy is cut off for anything other than self-preservation, which means to fight or flee. And when the sympathetic system gets into overdrive, we are preparing to attack or to be attacked. It's characterized by an inability to calm oneself. So when we're in this sympathetic nervous system, that is when we're remaining in a state of being a high alert. We're ready to protect ourselves or attack others. We think every situation in a given day is one we need to be ready for. And as an aside, there is nothing more destructive to high performance, to our relationships, than being in our sympathetic, stressed out state. On top of this, the hypervigilance that we have in this state can really do a number on our health. Maybe you've experienced severe headaches or nervousness. Maybe you have an inability to relax or focus. I have a friend who has GI problems and stomach aches. Another client that complains of insomnia. All of these are byproducts of stress. And when I first spoke to a client named Tom, he described feeling stress as soon as the alarm goes off in the morning. What does he need to do today to keep others satisfied? He worries if he forgot to email someone, will they hold it against him? He said to me, I don't know what happened to me. I used to be so laid back. And now I feel like I'm drained mentally and emotionally that I can't shake it. I'm always on. I worry about my financial picture, even when there's little logical reason to do so. No matter how well things are going, I'm always concerned. I'm always wondering. I'm always on. Why can't I relax? Why do I always feel like the other shoe's about to drop? The reality is for every one of those Toms, there are a hundred more. And the first thing you need to know, I think, and listen closely here is that if you ever feel this way, know that you're absolutely normal. You are completely not alone. You are not the only one. We all suffer at times. We all have these moments. We all get stressed. But here's the thing, without being aware that we have a subconscious, which is making these decisions and responding to stress before we think we are, we will remain reactive and not understand why we're triggered, why not understand why we're always on, why we feel that we can't relax. We have to understand that there is something else that's making decisions before we are and that's trying to protect us. I'll explain more. This is the very first concept I want you to understand. So listen carefully. Situations don't cause us stress. We bring our internal distress to situations. Said differently, the root cause of stress is not from a person or a situation not doing what we want, as much as our subconscious mind will tell us that's the problem. The root cause of stress actually comes from our unwillingness to feel the feeling the person or the situation is eliciting. So the root cause of stress is that we are actually running away from a feeling or experience that we don't want to have. And when we can't handle negativity or uncomfortable feelings or unsettling issues, we will use different behaviors to run from them. For a lot of people, that can be blame and attack. 
For others, it can be self-criticism and shame, blame of oneself. We can um, withdraw. There's a lot of addictions. We use other things to distract us. These are stress responses. We'll go into workaholism being probably one of the main ones that I see. We, we use that as a way to run from a feeling. We do that also, of course, with excessive drinking and eating, maybe even excessive game playing. There's all types of addictions. Workaholism is another one of those. And the truth is, is that we all respond differently to stress. But one of the ways I noticed personally for myself that I was still dealing with stress is when someone, usually someone in my family, will infer or would infer that I had not done enough. And I'd become defensive and attack that person. And then after I blamed whoever it was, I would then quietly go within and feel that it was my fault and that I wasn't enough. So specifically, there was an example. My daughter was getting ready for a special event and I was triggered and felt charged when he said that I should go upstairs to nurture her more. And instantly, I felt... I felt the charge. I felt the stress. In my eyes, he was judging me for not doing enough. And turn as a protection against me feeling that I didn't want to feel that I wasn't I was doing it wrong or I was inadequate as a mother. I attacked him. Now what was happening in that moment is that my subconscious was there to protect me, and it did it by means of attacking to protect me. I felt justified in attacking him. And I could, and this happens to us, we can go through and when you find you're being extremely defensive, know that something else is likely going on with you. I'd done, you know, I'd prepared the dress, I'd done the appointments, I'd done the tickets, driving, ordering flowers, on and on. And I felt, and know whenever I get into a space where I'm justifying myself or justifying even my attack, that there's something underneath there for me. The stress is more about myself than it is about the situation. My subconscious, at least, feels justified in the attack. That wasn't really me, and I'll share more about that in a moment. So my stress was a result of not wanting to feel a feeling. My trigger, being told I was not doing enough, was getting elicited by something else, but it was me who was feeling it. Whenever we're angry or we're impatient or, or that we're irritated or that we're numbing out or we're quiet, all of these are responses that indicate that we're having a stress attack, which means that our body is in an internal distress. And we've been taught to just go fix the top surface situation, go take care of that person, go blame them, go, go fix it. But it literally in our stressed and emotionally charged reactive state, solving anything is at best messy and usually makes things worse. So when a boss or an employee or a family member or a situation constantly activates you and activates a stress response in us, which can happen by the things that they say or do or even that they don't do, those behaviors that trigger us to feel threatened, those are times when we are feeling that that we will feel stress. We can move from healthy to feeling terrified when those things happen in just seconds. And that's because our neurological system is engaged and we react to protect ourselves. And that may mean that we freeze. It might mean that we fight. It might mean that we flee. But the good news is, is that when we face these feelings of stress, which is, you know, oftentimes they're rooted in an association with some deep rooted experience. When we acknowledge them, 
and have compassion for them, and I'll give you a process here in a moment, we can move past it rather than unconsciously let them rule our life and make havoc of our relationships in our workplace, as well as our performance and our impact, all of the, the ways that it can really threaten for real our, our world and our existence. Here's the thing. The reality is, is that we all have these hurts and these wounds, moments in our lives when things happen negatively that affected us. But when we have these moments of substantial adversity or things that go unresolved or they go unaddressed, we remain on constant high alert, always on the lookout for risk or proving that we're right or avoiding something else bad that's happening. So our subconscious, this is what happens. Our subconscious is almost like a little character. It makes an agreement with us during these these emotional distressing times. And it makes an agreement and says, listen, I got this covered. I don't want you to worry. I'm never going to let you feel hurt like that again. I've got this worked out. I know the way we're going to do this. Anytime, for example, and a common one is when we are judged, someone else judges you. And the the subconscious has its contract. It says, I'm going to protect you. I've got your back. Anytime that happens, I'm going to go into swift attack. We're going to go into hearty blame. Okay? And it's it's done. It does it so fast. The subconscious is, is like one of your best employees. It, it does it seven seconds before you even make the conscious decision. That's how fast the subconscious responds. So these times when you're saying, I don't understand why I'm feeling this. I don't understand why I can't pull myself out. That's because the subconscious is already in motion. The stress response is elicited and the cycle of stress therefore continues. The problem is, is that what we resist persists, right? It just keeps coming back like we talked. So often we want to run from these feelings that we have when what we really need to do is acknowledge them and see what they tell us, see what they reveal. All emotions are messengers. There's something to tell us. And when we understand the real source of the stress, the real source and the root, and we listen to the feelings and where it comes from within us, whether it's from our unconscious thoughts or traumatic experience or some other experience we have that's unresolved, we will realize addressing the root cause and healing is the exact thing that needs to be done. So you might be wondering, hey, Rita, how does this play out in our workplace? Well, Dan, he was a client I worked with who owns a successful executive recruiting firm, has roughly 20 employees. He came to me because he said he was constantly stressed. He wasn't present. And it was majorly affecting his relationships with his family. He was constantly on guard. His family complained that he worked too much. And when he was there, he wasn't present. You know, he had work on his mind. And he asked me, in addition to the relationships, I'm, I'm basically saying that it were stressed in his own family. He asked me to come to his workplace to speak. And he said specifically, it was at the year-end meeting that he wanted me to address the team and share with them how much he does, how hard he works. He didn't think that they believed him or that they they noticed it or recognized how hard it was to be a business owner. And he wanted me to deliver this message. I decided we, you know, we would talk about more about this. We looked at a time to speak about it. And, and the same thing he repeated, he wanted on the agenda and and the outcome. When I, I asked, what do you want them to know, think, and feel? by the end. And he reemphasized that they know that uh, how much I, it, I do. 
This was his stress response. It was to blame others for something that he didn't want to look at. And I, we, we, we went underneath the surface of his irritability, which he was obviously stressed about. And he was able by doing so to see that what he was avoiding was his fear and worry of not measuring up, that he wasn't able to be, he wasn't being admired by his team, that he wasn't being seen by his team, and that he may even deeper than that have some significant, some feelings of unworthiness. Now, Dan wanted nothing more to have greater freedom and peace as an entrepreneur. And so I knew that us having to expose what the real source of the stress was, as opposed to him always believing that these situations were external, that he didn't have the quality staff and things were happening outside of him was an absolute must for him to really get at the root of the source. When we face these feelings or any other feelings head on and see that it's really that it's us who's reacting rather than responding to the circumstances, we can begin to release the pressure. We realize that we are and always were in charge. It was our subconscious that was trying to protect us. And we can have compassion for that subconscious who is there to protect us. We don't need to, you know, make it larger. It was doing and it was doing what we needed to for the time. In Dan's case, like I said, through this inquiry, he realized it was him who was not seeing himself or recognizing himself. He'd always been motivated to have others admire him. And he put a lot of pressure on himself. And when he stopped attempting to control what everyone was thinking and others' opinions, he actually was admired more instead of less. And his stress reduced. He intrinsically started feeling the feelings that he had previously run from. And that was really big. He was not dominated by his subconscious mind that was reacting before he could even think clearly. His relationships with his family improved. You know, his stress decreased. He was present, less combative. He was there for his team, not not center focused on himself. It was the emotional distress that he was not recognizing that was keeping him for years in so much distress as an entrepreneur. Another man named Michael, I was working with him. He expressed how irritated he's a CEO. He was one of his key players had left without coming to him to tell him of his decision. And to me, he attacked, you know, privately, he was attacking this person and their integrity. And when he looked deeper at why he felt so upset, he realized that he felt that way at another time when he felt abandoned by a family member. So his subconscious was on high alert to make sure that he didn't feel that feeling again. And it was attack all day long that that other person was wrong because Michael didn't want to feel his own real fear that, that he was questioning of whether he was a person who deserved people leaving. And now knowing that, he was able to have compassion for himself and to respond versus react when those types of situations and people left. And this was, which was going to be a common thing in his workplace because people come and go. The other piece of it is that he not only had compassion for himself, but he had compassion for the colleague and he was no longer stressed. He was able to eradicate that. Here's the deal when you're present to the root source of the feelings that you're running from, you can move past them rather than unconsciously letting them rule their life. I'm very vigilant of when I feel and I can see now if there's a trigger that I'm starting to come up that someone's about to say that I haven't done enough in a certain situation, that I know it's my subconscious on on guard. 
And there are moments when we're tired and we're not as, as, as on it. It happened to me just the other day where I saw it again. And I was like, I'm not going there. I'm not going, I'm not going to, I could choose in the moment to deliberately not react, but to respond by not being combative or defensive or angry. And to know that's just my subconscious protecting me in this moment. I know that I've done enough. I know what I've done and I'm, I'm, I'm compassionate with myself for where I'm at. But here's the deal. You can't heal what you're unwilling to acknowledge, right? We can only heal what we can see. So if you've followed me to this point and you want to address the real root of your stress that's wreaking havoc on you or your health or any of these areas, here's where you begin. First step, shine the light on your stress. Admit that the stress is deep and deeper than just the surface or face value. It's not the person that just ran you off the road, right? It's not the person who quit or whatever the stressful moments, not just because your kid got sick. There's something underneath that. Instead of looking at just the symptoms, for example, I'm impatient and trying to solve that by saying, here are the five words that you should say. Instead, go deeper and say, and the first step though, just acknowledge, okay, it's not just this. It's not just a superficial. Shine the light on the fact that you're stressed for reasons beyond what you currently know. Step two is acknowledge the presence of your feelings. Instead of running from them, acknowledge them. Write down the feelings that you're feeling. In the example of Dan, it takes courage. And it took courage for him to look at his impatience and his irritability as being a responsibility of his own, a reflection of himself, not the people. I so admire and know that that it is a sign that an individual is evolving when they're able to expose or shine the light on their own, you know, what their ego has protected for so long or their subconscious has protected for so long. So the question to ask here when you're acknowledging the presence of your feelings is if you were afraid of something, what might you be afraid of? Where might you be concerned or or afraid or not feel safe? And then the third step is what's underneath the surface that's triggered you? Become the observer in this step. When we get triggered and our sympathetic system goes into protecting or attacking, we really can't see the real reason, right? We get so distracted by blame and we feel our attack is truly justified. But if we can, I always see myself coming up out of my body and and observing, become the observer, and you use this inquiry, we may reveal that we don't feel seen, we don't feel safe, we don't feel supported, but that that's coming from something internal, not external. It's just being triggered by the external. It likely came during a period when we felt sometime threatened earlier. The thing is, is it's more stressful to continue to run from our feelings as opposed to sit with them because you can move through them at that point. And the final step is really to have compassion for that part of you that didn't feel safe or that has had any of these feelings. Just be kind, be compassionate to yourself. What happens is, is that when you do this, you can transform that ongoing dull stress that might run through your veins into healing and into greater inner peace, which always raises performance. Be aware that you're not going to eliminate stress. That's not the goal here. We're, our job, our subconscious is there and is going to, you know, our sympathetic system as well to trigger us when we are in actual moments of being unsafe. The key is to see the stress for what it is and to be able to put a flashlight on it and to reduce the lag time from in the amount of time that we spend in the stressful state. So again, 
The key is to be note is to notice when you're triggered in a state of emotional distress. The second is to notice your stress response. Do you attack? Do you leave? Do you eat? Do you drink? Do you blame yourself? We react and believe our blaming or yelling at others is justified and when it's really as a result of just not wanting to feel something and therefore we block it. The third piece here is identify that the subconscious part of you is coming out to protect you in those moments whenever you have your stress response. And my favorite four-step approach to really balancing our subconscious and reprogramming and talking to our subconscious so that it doesn't take over is the first step is to declare that's my subconscious that just had that that rip-roaring stress attack or that's in the stress attack. This is not me. This is my subconscious. So the first is declare that's my subconscious. Separate. This is not me. Third is empathize. Have compassion and thank that protector for doing its job. And the fourth is to to reclaim the power. Have yourself reclaim your power from your subconscious. Subconscious, I got this covered. I'm safe. I can take it from here. Because at a base level, the reason that we go into feeling, we, we have stress and we have stress responses is that we don't feel safe. So we have an opportunity to have ourselves feel internally safe. Okay, we're responsible for seeing things as they are, not worse than they are, and to doing the things that make us come back into our parasympathetic system and feel secure and safe without tension. When we see the truth, it it has the power to provide great freedom and boundless energy. And we realize that we have this fragmented part that we can now make whole and use resources that we didn't have at some other time to be to bring to peace. Now the two self-regulation techniques when you find yourself in a stress attacker and you're responding from stress is to simply physiologically stop and breathe. One, put your hand on your heart, the second one on your belly. Inhale for two, and exhale for four. Inhale and exhale. That will physiologically change how your body is handling stress and flip you back and forth between this, those two sub- nervous systems. The second, and this is my favorite, and you know, I call it mantra yourself, which is remember again, this, that you at your subconscious is feeling unsafe and simply repeat the words, I'm safe and all is well, because you're in that moment in a nanosecond, your subconscious has said, no, you're not. So you want to, again, I'm safe and all is well. I'm safe and all is well. It can pull you out of becoming reactive and it can balance yourself and your subconscious. Now, in a world of instant gratification, it is understandable that we look to fix the stress, the outside problem, the external. But an inner driven leader, one who seeks to understand and knows the power within can change the world, those people and those individuals, that's like you, from today forward, they're able to look at what is happening and stress for what it is, and all its cousins overwhelm, hopelessness, and they realize there's an opportunity to do some personal inquiry to bring them back to their centered and resourceful, healed and whole self. 
you know, again, we can do the instant gratification things, sign up for health clubs, do impromptu vacations, we can binge watch Netflix. And some of these aren't even wrong. There's nothing wrong with them. They can all be a ways to address stress. What I'm saying is that these are usually temporary. And as my British friends say, won't get at the nub of the problem. So when we diminish the stress, we feel those moments of not feeling safe when things, you know, are happening. And then we start to generate those feelings of safety, of support, of compassion and understanding for what the motion is about, really, our personal expansion and freedom rise, our professional abilities exponentially increase as well. So your call to action is the next time stress is coming on, and it might be later today. Remind yourself that you are safe. Of course, breathe. Then become the observer of the feelings that are underneath that stressful moment and sit with them. Acknowledge that this is your subconscious, it's not you, and ask your subconscious, What is it that you don't feel safe with? What's happening here? And have the compassion for that subconscious once you do. It protected you and thank it. But then tell it, I've got it covered from here. I'm, we're not going to physically die. I'm going to be okay. I hope this helps you the next time stress arises. If dropping the stress or elevating your happiness, strengthening your impact, increasing performance is on your radar in these next six months, We've put a link for the discovery call into the show notes. Go ahead and sign up for a 15, 30-minute call to see how doing the work, the inner game advantage work can transform and really increase the fulfillment of your life. I look forward to being with you again in our next podcast. And until then, have a delightful time and a very stress-free week. Thank you for being with me today. By you listening to this, it tells me you're interested in growing yourself and likely not just for yourself, but to positively influence others as well. If you enjoyed this podcast, go ahead and share this with your friends and colleagues. When leaders like you grow yourself and then grow others, we all are positively impacted. If you have questions, I'm here to answer them and may even use them in our upcoming podcasts. Go ahead. You can send those questions to Breakthrough at RitaHighland.com. Remember, a half version of you is not enough. The world needs the full version of you at play. I look forward to seeing you on our next podcast.